0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The legend of Voltron, defender of the universe. A mighty robot, loved by good, feared by evil. As Voltron's legend grew, Peace settled across the galaxy. On planet Earth, a galaxy alliance was formed. Together with the good planets of the solar system, they maintained peace throughout the universe. Until a new horrible menace threatened the galaxy. Voltron was needed once more. This is the story of the super force of space explorers. Specially trained and sent by the Alliance to bring back Voltron Defender of the Universe.
1: Tooncast beyond this is episode 70 of the show this is a brand new year 2017 i am of course tf and mike and I believe, I believe this is his first time making his debut here on Tooncast beyond
2: is joe reed hello sir hello how are you i am well it's good to be back on mic and uh wait that sounds dirty um it's good to be on microphone with you again there it's you so go well. i
1: was gonna say how about
2: that yeah, <laughs> um, so yeah, I I this is exciting being on a new show.
1: Yes, uh, and so basically, uh, everybody already knows this, but Joe doesn't, so I'm just gonna give him a little history lesson here. Uh, 2009 when we started the network, roughly around I think it was probably the same day we started. It, we I launched what is now called Tooncast Classic, and we talked about all kinds of various cartoons for a hundred episodes of of a podcast, and we covered the gambit of anything and everything and i ended it in 2011 and started this show to continue it on to talk about cartoons from the year 2000 to whenever now is so the original Tooncast was pretty much anything from our childhood anything before 1999 and now this one is anything from 2000 to like i said whenever now is so in the process of doing this originally it was broken up into seasons We got two seasons of Toon Caspion. One was a superhero season. The other was a DreamWorks spotlight. The DreamWorks spotlight killed me. People go back to listen to some of those DreamWorks episodes. Oh, my God. Some of those movies are just horrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, Flushed away. Uh, A few few other ones I can think of. Uh, So I needed to reformat it. And the way I thought I could do that was to do seasons. And to, to do seasons of shows. And it didn't matter when the show was or whatever. We would go back and do whatever, but we would do it in a season format. And we've been doing that since about episode 60 or so, episode 61, I think. We still do the, the animated movies and things like that. We'll have Inside Out and Home and Minions and Despicable Me 1 and 2 and all that later this year.
0: Ready to Therms connected. cells up. Mega thrusters are go. Let's, Let's go, go. go to
1: So I figured with this one we'd do it in all in one go. We're gonna be talking about Voltron. Golion. No, not really. The third or fourth <laughs> incarnation of, of of Voltron. I forget which one. How many It's hard to count. <laughs> yeah, there okay, so we know that Golion was the original Japanese anime that then became here in the US Voltron in nineteen eighty four. After that series ended, there was I think Voltron vehicle force voltron and then there was
2: um which was actually a different cartoon that they put you know they, re- they renamed it redid it voltron and then yeah and then they paid for an episode where they animated the two separate cartoons together so that they could have a movie here in the u.s with yeah. the two voltrons together which i've never seen
1: yeah that was um was it legion of doom or no that's the super friends thing it was um Fort i yeah i forget what the voltron movie is actually called and i i should be looking it up folks i know but it's we're recording this at like 9.30 on a Sunday so 9.30 in the morning on a Sunday but whatever <laughs> uh, so yeah after that I think it was Voltron of the third dimension and then there was Lion Force or Voltron Lion Force which was a couple of years ago and now through DreamWorks and Netflix we have Voltron Legendary Defenders. the new Finally series. a proper Voltron
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I grew up between, between uh, Transformers and Voltron that's really what my very early childhood was about you know, mm-hmm. four or five, six years old. That's when these shows were coming on. Right. And, uh, you know, the giant robot thing, I guess that was a thing, but then they could hook together and that was neat. And so it's, it's one of the fondest parts of my childhood between transformers and Voltron. And then later, you know, and then early nineties, Ninja Turtles, that's like, that's what I grew up with right there. Yep, And, and what has always stayed with me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, People would have heard, as I said in the beginning of the show, uh, before we came on, um, because we're talking about Legendary Defender, I do have the Legendary Defender theme in there, but I I, I could not do, we could not do a Voltron show and talk about this franchise and this series without me putting the original theme in from, uh, from, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, John Peterson. With the Peter Cullen uh, voiceover. that is days of yep. long Because <laughs> that is just epic. And I was wondering if they were... Before, when, this, when Legendary Defender was first announced, I was wondering if they were going to get Peter Cullen back to do a new voiceover. And they didn't. And I'm kind of disappointed about it, but I'm kind of alright with it now because... The music for this series is 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 its own thing, and it, and it, you don't really need that voiceover on on the theme song and the intro. It would be great if we had it, but um, that was just. Yeah, I think more... it,
2: with this series, they're they're really portioning out the origin story, and I think if they gave us that. Mm-hmm. voiceover that did the similar thing we we'd we'd, have, we'd learned too much that they would rather kind of spread out over three or yeah. four seasons. The the one of my biggest gripes with the show, I, get, I don't want to I hate starting on a negative cuz I absolutely <laughs> love the show, but we are missing a soaring triumphant Voltron theme song and and there are, there are two things uh that I think really define Voltron. One of them is that theme song which I think, I don't know, would hold up, might fit Maybe not as the theme to the show, but the theme whenever Voltron starts kicking butt, like, Mm -hmm. oh, I miss it. Yeah. And then something else that we'll bring up later. (laughs) <laughs> uh but but I think I think it this show is missing a theme song like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it has a theme song. It has some music as I was watching through season 1 and season 2 again before well actually season 2 just actually came out 2 days before we uh we recorded this but I went back and I watched through some of the season 1 episodes again just to kind of see where the music fit and the music does fit. It's just not like if a few years ago this is maybe well Actually, it was a lot of years ago now. Probably 2009, 2010. On the Voltron website, they released a um, a CD soundtrack for the original 1984 cartoon series by John Peterson. Oh, wow. And on that, they have multiple versions of the theme. They have the theme without Peter Collins' narration. They have the theme with Peter Collins' narration. And then they have... It's like 50 tracks of all the music from the original cartoon series back in the 80s and that music is just a little bit more cool than the
2: music in Legendary Defender. Well, it's it's a lot of it is iconic in that kind of John Williams way mm-hmm. and I think the, I don't know, whoever the music director, whoever the, whoever the person, not the composer, but whoever's directing that composer is saying, okay, we want your music to be comp- totally subtle, we want it to absolutely disappear into the background. Um, I, and it's it's really kind of depressing. And I, I, I remember the old series, whenever they do the establishing shot of Castle Doom, there'd be this dun, 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 this kind of weird mm-hmm. chime, and then this droning noise, and that was missing from The first season, season two, I noticed Every time they'd go do the establishing shot Of of Zarkon's ship There'd be some similar Tone like that, like it kind of crept Into season two Yeah,
3: Uh,
2: That was interesting to notice And it had that same kind of ethereal Sinister, evil Kind of just noise But uh, still not what it needs to be uh, To kind of Really be something that I will Whistle walking up and down the street You know
1: yeah, very very true. Uh the opening theme for Legendary Defender is done by someone named Alex Garrangas. I've never never heard of the guy and the actual composer for the series is Brad Breek. Um for Legendary Defender. Uh season 1 going back to it and and watching it again. And I I I didn't watch all 10 of the episodes for season 1. I watched I don't know, 3 or 4 of them just to kind of catch catch up my my memory before starting season two. Like, obviously I went back and I watched the last episode of season one just to brilliant know. episode. Yes. Uh, and see, in season one, when you first saw season one, what were your initial thoughts after
2: watching it? Well, I, I, this has been, the whole series has been a really neat thing for me because I, I grew up watching it at about six years old. And, uh, I, when my, my son is, is four and five and six, and we, we were watching some of the old Voltron shows, I'd you know, look him up on YouTube, and we'd watch one. And it's big combining robots so he thinks it's the coolest thing. And then all of a sudden we find out that Voltron's coming out, the new, a new Voltron by Netflix where we watch all of our TV. And so this has really been the first kind of property that my son has seen the original, like I have,
3: mm-hmm. and now
2: gets to see a reboot, and then we get to complain about it together. Yeah. <laughs> and we get to be geeks about it together. And, and we get to be excited about it. I mean excited first, and then we get geeky yeah. about it.
3: Yeah. and so it's
2: very fond memories of watching it I think um, just like when I look back at the anime when I was a little guy watching it it was the best thing ever and I loved the mice and I loved the nanny and I loved Koran and I loved all the humor and I loved the characterizations when I go back and watch it as an adult I go oh my god nanny's obnoxious the princess is a helpless girl in pink who says all those horrible things that men writers put in her mouth and it's really dated and ugly and and so it didn't hold up. Mm-hmm. The things that are similar to that in the Legendary Defenders show, my son thinks are great. Lance and his over-the-top humor, he just thinks it's the best. And uh, Koran, with all the freak-out stuff that he does, like that anime character in every anime that annoys the tar out of me, he thinks it's great. So it's neat to watch him enjoy everything, mm-hmm. and then I get to, in my head, gripe about those little <laughs> tiny things that bother me. But uh, yeah, I... what the season, what the what the series has done really well is that it's pulled that magic meets technology thing together, and I think they've even brought in some I don't know what what I think we conventionally call the spirit; they call it uh, quintessence, mm-hmm. the soul, and how those things come together to make the magic of Voltron. It's why the Voltron robot is special. It's because it's a combination of all these three three things, um, and so they they're always divvying out. You know, he's a little more powerful. He's a little more powerful as the pilots gain affinity for the lions. They grow a little more powerful. I'm just kind of fascinated in that kind of, I don't want to say storytelling, but when a writer has a story to tell kind of in that area, it's like, oh yes, tell me more. Tell me more of this fake mythology and technology that doesn't exist. I like seeing into people's imagination like that.
1: Yeah. When I watch season one, there's all kinds of nitpicks that I pull out because of loving the original show in the 80s and i can still go back to the original show and enjoy it for what it is yeah you're right there are a bunch of nitpicks that in in legendary defender they basically took the nanny character and Koran character and made them one character yep. in legendary yep. defender and i'm Koran bugs the hell out of me in this series <laughs> is so annoying
2: oh gosh so bad
1: and it gets worse in the episode – well, we're, we're not there yet, but in the season two episode where he keeps – they keep have, stuck in the time loop and he keeps de-aging. And I'm like, that, oh, God, it gets worse and worse and worse.
2: I, I actually kind of I, – I, I didn't hate that as much as I should have. <laughs> I, I, yeah.
1: Um, but as I watched through season one, I, I really enjoyed the story, how they kind of turn the story on its head just a little bit to create their own thing. They're not really retelling the original cartoon story there telling it in a way that is going to bring people in, like the fact that Pidge is actually a girl in this series. That was I interesting. that was a
2: fantastic change. Yeah. Just yeah. super stellar. And, um, <laughs> all right. Uh, no spoil. Well, I don't know if we're spoiling it. No spoilers here. if you're, if you've even looked at the old show, you'll kind of know what's going on. I think, um, and it hasn't happened yet, folks. So definitely not a spoiler, but I think Shiro's going to die. <laughs> I mean, like, actually die yeah okay I mean, so
1: anyone that's lived under a rock for the last 30 almost 40 years in the original voltron in the original gold lion uh sven dies in the anime in the 84 series they didn't kill him they 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 made it look like they killed him but they sent him off somewhere and he comes back later in the in in the lion force series from the 80s here, they keep teasing it and teasing it and giving him this slow-burning Final Destination kind of thing. And I really hate uh, comparing Voltron to anything Final Destination because those movies are <laughs> horrible. But uh, but yeah, they keep teasing the fact that Shiro may, may or may not die, which is really going to suck because... That's Josh Keaton as the voice of Shiro and I've interviewed that guy and he is oh. awesome and yeah, Josh deserves to be
2: on that show. Well, I, thought, I thought when that was coming out, and who's this Shiro guy with a scar across his face? Like where's <laughs> Sven? Why is he piloting the black and Keith's in the red lion? I know his outfit's red but anyway, you know, yeah. weird things like that. I thought I was going to hate Shiro and he ended up being one of my favorite characters. He's the most mature and old
3: mm-hmm. and
2: and I appreciate being able to actually relate to a character, not like lance who's just an idiot um so i ended up really liking him and i like watching him go on the journey and mm. i i after the last episode no spoilers here i think i think i know what they're going to do with him and it also makes sense as to how eventually we might get to the voltron team that was the old show and a princess yeah. is in a leg and keith's in the yeah. black lion yeah well but, uh, everyone without oh. killing him off i think Wait. we can get there
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm sure they could. Um, well, in the old show, in the original 84 show, they had Keith, Sven, Hunk, Pidge, and Lance. Mm-hmm. And Sven was the, the black uniform and the blue lion. And Keith was the red uniform and the black one. <laughs> yeah. The colors were all mixed up and everything. And people are like, why don't they match? Why don't they this? Why don't they that? Honestly, I don't even really care. <laughs> yeah, it never, yeah. never bothered
2: me. As a, well, I guess it upset me aesthetically as a kid, but but not really. I wonder maybe if in the Japanese series they did match, because like, once they're inside the lion, it's not like you can tell... Well, no, they show them outside with their lion, so I guess that does make sense, and the color of their... So, yeah, okay, so yeah. It, does, it does really match. But they fixed that in that other Dreamworks Voltron where they all had the right color uniform in their yeah. lion which is interesting but you know whatever yeah. uh, I like what they've done in matching the uniforms like that and, and it's going to make sense now as to why if they don't change uniforms but do change lions everybody's going to end up where they were in the old series
1: right yeah
2: yeah absolutely
0: Born Voltron
1: Two. And there are spoilers here, folks, so, you know, you're going to have to stop the podcast and listen after you watch Season 2, but Season 1 left off with a pretty big cliffhanger uh, with them, you know, not really knowing, you know, us not really knowing if they're going to make it out of uh, out of the battle there. Um, and then, uh, you know, so we start Season 2, and of course we find out that they did make it, and we you know th- this is the wormhole trip because um, this is the episode where uh first episode across the universe is where hagar uses her magic to whack out the the worm the wormhole there which is a little strange um, and what i find interesting is the first ep the first uh the first season has
2: More than once, actually. Do
0: I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky?
1: No purchase necessary.
0: Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: 11 episodes, and then the second season has 13. Wow, people liked us. Let's give them more episodes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I think Season 2 is a much better written part of the show. Season 1 was written well. The story flowed well and everything else. But the Season 2 stories, they all had an interconnected plan. I think by the time Episode 4 or 5, when they finally figured out, oh, hey, let's, let's come up with this plan to defeat Zarkon. This is then going to... Give us an opportunity to see each of the paladins, and I'm sorry, I hate that word. I cannot. <laughs> st-
2: <laughs> I, what, I I'm gonna go find out what that means because that's a it's a that's a class it's, in D and D. It's like a champion. It's like the yeah. It's the basically pinnacle. you know the, the champ
1: know. Ch- champion of Voltron thing like that. But it, it just yeah, it, it's it's cha- champions of the realm is basically it's you know. But it it just, I don't know, it just sounds really weird. Just call them the Voltron Force or something, I don't know. But anyway, so by the time we get to that, we we each, you know, like I said, episode four or five or six of of season two, we get to see each of them on their own mission. Like Pidge is off somewhere doing something and Hunk and Keith are collecting crystal whatever the hells, um, you know. And we even – I don't know if this is them trying to get back to a lost culture, but Episode 7, Space Mall. Like, really? We had that to go was... to <laughs> – I enjoyed it. That's
2: another – me too. Like, I liked, the, I liked a lot of these episodes, even the silly ones like that more. The My least favorite episode from Season 1 is the one where they're trying to train the five of them – by putting them into impossible situations, and it's not until the food fight at the end where they come together. Like I, I hate that episode. I absolutely, I will just skip it. I like Oliver will try to put it on to watch it. I'm like no, no, son, next episode, please. <laughs> um, um, but but that episode, I think it was just there was there were neat things happening. It was about every mall trope you could come up with, put right next to each other, and uh, I don't know. There there was something special about it. I mean, at a mall cop. I like that, that Coran went there and it was like, ten thousand years ago, this was a black market and you had to be all grimy and he goes and then there's the episode where he does find the black market with what they need to buy and they go through that bargaining thing. Mm-hmm. I'll take a million of these, I'll give you some pocket lint, I'll give you ten thousand of those. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they're just they're upping these I mean, man, anybody who's bought or sold anything at a flea market or I toy collecting thing yeah. Uh, at at the, anybody who's bargained has done that before, so there there's just everything to relate to in that episode. That I think it was more fun than it deserved to be, as they go repair repair their uh, portal generator.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I did really enjoy the space mall episode, um, <laughs> but I think the the three best episodes from season two are the last three 11 12 and 13 because we fought voltron legendary defender folks it is not paced poorly at all it's paced well but sometimes in certain shows when i'm watching them if i get to a certain episode i'm like okay hurry up and get to the point already with this series, I didn't have that reaction because the episodes flow so well and the story is told
2: so well.
1: Yeah, now there old, are... Go ahead.
2: Old school Voltron has this monster of the week feel and perhaps mm-hmm. the last seven minutes of the show, it's like canned animation. Form, blazing, sword, boom. And then they jump up in the air and they cut it in half and, and, and then it explodes in the background with the cool hero shot. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't do that with this series at all it's a in one way it feels slower because they aren't forming voltron and destroying a monster every episode but uh then it's it's always uh it's a connected plot through the whole series through the whole episode or uh, what they call it i see series you see i watch a lot of bbc through the whole season it's one connected (laughs) storyline so in one in one way it feels slower because they're taking time to develop everything and build mm-hmm. what they need to defeat zarkon they're very good. they're going after piece a piece b piece C, but then it feels faster because they're not you know three weeks don't go by between each episode
1: yeah absolutely I, I honestly think all cartoons should be on Netflix, Hulu, or wherever now instead of actual television because, oh my god, that's one of the greatest things about Netflix when they do series like this or what, whatever, any of the original series and, that they do, and they just put everything up immediately, you can watch it at your leisure. Like, I I watched season two, Uh, I think it was like, obviously... You know, like I said, we're recording this two days after it appeared on Netflix for me. Um, I think I watched it within a day and a half.:
2: yeah, Oliver I, and I banged out the first 10, 11 episodes in the morning and then the last two at night. <laughs> we watched the whole season one thing. Yeah, some, some of the series I
1: can't not not this specific series, but some of the Netflix series I can't do that with. I have to I want to be able to pace myself on certain things uh, but with this one i can i can see why you would want to do it that way and it because it's just such a good good yeah. <laughs> series
2: there is something to be said though about letting it take time um we're watching the new top gear which i can't remember the name of on uh amazon um the grand tour and that's a weekly episode i kind of like that because thursdays become special my wife and i put our son to bed (laughs) let's go watch grand tour and see the three dorks talk about cars um now yesterday well what was it thursday i don't remember what day it came out now thursday friday it was special because oliver came home from from school like all right boy let's go it's on it's on voltron's on sweet man." so it gave us a moment but that was great, but my wife and I get a moment every Thursday when the new grand Tour episode goes on to Amazon. I wonder how special it would be, or how it would be different if every week Netflix released an episode, and my son and I got to come home from school and said, "All right, dudes, let's go and you know we got to experience that thirteen times instead of just one big time. Well, you could do that yourself,
1: you know doing it thirteen times without you know I what have I mean no
2: restraint. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Like you... putting a whole bag of M&Ms in front of me and telling me not to eat them all in one shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, self-control. I think not. That's why I have 105 Optimus Primes. It just doesn't happen. You know, you can't stop. Good lord,
1: yeah. Uh, so getting into the voice cast here, there are only a few names that I really recognize. Neil Kaplan as Emperor Zarkon, I recognize Neil, he used to be, uh, he was at one point in time a a voice of Optimus Prime, which that series just no- No way, which one? Uh, Neil Kaplan, he was, um, oh god, now you're gonna make me look it up, aren't you? Uh, let's see, animation... Uh, hmm Armada Armada no uh, the other one before that um,
2: Beast Wars
1: no, no 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 that was Gary Chalk as Optimus Prime okay so, yeah, I, I mean, uh, no it was uh, Car so. Robots uh, Optimus Prime 2000 so
2: I've never even heard of that series that Car looked, Robots yeah, trans-
1: only yeah it was Transformers Car Robots oh
2: god I'm trying to look here Hang on. Yeah, me too. Thanks, everybody. Uh, For,
1: oh, look yeah. oh, I will, Japanese. I will, There's I will, I will edit. I see that. Yeah, I, I will edit this out. But yeah, he was the voice of Optimus Prime in Transformers: Car Robots in the Year 2000. And I could have sworn he was the voice of Optimus in one of the other series before that. But uh, yeah, it was the Car Robots series. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know so like I said, you got Neil Kaplan as his emperor, Zarkon, you got Cree summer as which Hagar, which yep. if anyone doesn't know Cree summer, um, where have you been, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. between drawn together and, uh, and tiny Toons, and she was max and Batman beyond and all that. Uh, Kimberly Brooks is princess Allura. Josh Keaton, as I said, is, is Shiro. Stephen Yoon is Keith. Jeremy Shada is Lance. Uh, Bex Taylor-Klaus is Pidge slash Katie Holt. Uh, Tyler Labine is Hunk. Um, Lance and Hunk. I, I kind of got to like Hunk when the Space Mall episode happened because he shows off his chef skills. <laughs> but Lance is by far the most annoying main character in this series.
2: Oh, I give that to Coran.
1: Okay, Lance is the second most annoying character in this main out of the main cast because they give him all the anime, like all the funny anime facial tics. And it's uh-huh. like... No, don't do that. I understand you're trying to go for a little bit of comedy here, but Jesus Christ, I do not need Lance being this love-struck, jealous idiot over Allura. Because there was a point where one of the episodes where Keith and Alora go off together because they think that's how Zarkon is tracking them. And they go off in this spaceship, and, and at one point they return, and, and Lance is like... Wait, Keith is with her, with her? And I'm like, no, dude, shut up. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm just like, shut
1: the hell up, Lance. Um, some of the other comedy characters I could do without.
2: <laughs> A lot of the character, comedy characters I could do without, but, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> Oliver likes it, so I, I like, okay, I get why they put it in there, because it gets these little people that don't have an adult sense of humor yet. Okay, all right, fine. But uh, I wonder if... Um, I, I, as the series goes on I don't know how many seasons we're going to get the more the better um, mm-hmm. that we're going to see these characters grow into the people that we remember I mean that we, we kind of got to see Keith grow in season 2 yeah. and and uh, that moment where she, in the, near the end where Shiro gets knocked out he's like boom bam Tate starts taking command we gotta keep him away from the Black Lion guys
3: mm-hmm. and
2: um, so I, I think Lance may be next he might be the one who comes and grows Let's hope, because Lance currently now, oh my
1: god. So, um, yeah, I I would assume because it is a Netflix show, and it is DreamWorks, I I assume there's going to be a season three. I don't don't think they're going to leave us, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, everything I'm seeing here does not say that there's a definite announcement for a season three, but I would assume that there would
2: be, um, uh, the, the toys, uh, recently came out. Um, they, they've been fun. They're some of Playmates highest quality toys I've seen, which isn't saying much, but if you're a toy person, uh, <laughs> I recommend spending 20, 40, 60, 80, 90, $120 to get the Voltron, uh, that, that, that fits together. That's, that's a pretty decent figure. Um, I did not spend that much because I'm not dumb and I watch sales and I buy things before street date (laughs) Uh, with (laughs) Toys R Us has them mismarked because they're not actually in their computer yet. I do that kind of, but you know, it's a great toy. It's, It's actually pretty good. They're mine. Oliver knows that he's borrowing them from me when he plays with them and that someday they'll go on a shelf where we don't touch them, but you know. No, I'll always touch him. I'm not that person. Um,
1: (laughs) There are also also two different comic series for the show as well. Uh, Two? Yeah. Two comic series detailing events happening in between seasons were announced in January 2016, taking story ideas that were determined too outlandish and too epic to be contained in a 23-minute episode from the animated series. These comic series bridges the time lapse between seasons. The first series, consisting of five issues, is being published by Lion Forge Comics. Hey, I know those guys. They send me a Christmas card every year, or a little Christmas postcard thing. Uh, with the first issue being released on July 13th of last year, written by show head writer Tim Hedrick with Mitch Iverson, and the it's illustrated by Digital art Chefs. A special cover variant issue number one was available at San Diego Comic-Con last year.
2: I uh, you have I, That's the series that Oliver and I have, but I think yeah. we don't have issue five yet.
1: Uh, according to this, the whole series will be collected in a graphic novel and was initially scheduled for December of last year, but got pushed back to January of this year. Actually, it's out now. It came out January 3rd. And then 24th of the... Uh, actually, you know, this coming week um, uh, is, is when it's going to be coming, and the second series will be announced after the release of the graphic novel. So so they're still working on that, apparently. Um, Sweet. Yeah. Voltron Force, or Voltron, Voltron Legendary Defender, I like it. I think it's really fun. I think it's really, really interesting. It's bringing Voltron back to where it should be. It's, like we already said, telling stories here that are well-paced at a well-interesting time. And they're, they're taking their time, but they're also giving us high action. The action shots in this series, the shots in general for this series... I've been posting a few pictures on Facebook about just the background of the uh-huh. shots because I got in trouble talking about Daredevil Season 2 before the entire world saw it when it came <laughs> out. You know, so, so it's like I have to be really careful now. It's like I'm not posting a spoiler. I'm just showing you people this is a background image and it is gorgeous. Um, but yeah, the backgrounds, everything about Legendary Defender is what I hoped it would be. Like we said, there's a few things with the comedy characters that we don't really like, but I mean, this is like, for me, this is almost like 1984 all over again. It's just uh-huh. a little, it's just a little bit different.
2: And we're, we're <laughs> uh, we forgot to mention the giant elephant in the room that some of the showrunners from Avatar: The Last Airbender mm. are the ones who are running this.
1: And that's circus. why it looks so good. Yeah. And
2: that's why it looks so good. And that's it has the visual sensibilities that it does, and and why I think they do the fight scenes. So well, I think you know a lot of people want to Michael Bay the thing and get in there close, and and they don't show Mm -hmm. anything. But I'll you'll be watching a fight scene between two characters, and you'll see like, hey, that's a martial arts move. That's an actual koshinage hip throw that those two robots just did. Wow, um So you know, little things like that, and I think that's where some of the visual styles coming from. They take time to do those establishing shots, and I think that's also the anime influence. The good things that come from anime are those neat establishing shots, Uh, Voltron silhouetted because of the sunrise with the streaks of sun rays coming over the mountain. Like, man, that's gorgeous. Thank you for showing us that.
1: Yeah, that is very awesome. Cell
2: phone wallpaper. Bam. (laughs)
1: That's right. Uh, That's right. Uh, So coming up on uh, Tooncast Beyond, we've got a lot of stuff coming up this year. Over oh, the next few episodes it's going to be superhero stuff from the 90s uh, eduardo and i are going to come back and talk about spider-man 94 season 2 we actually already did that but um something happened that was during my problems last year with recording equipment and that episode could not be saved so we have to redo it yay so we'll try to mimic everything and not you know, reference anything from the, <laughs> the lost recording. After that, we're going to be doing Spider-Man '94 Season Three, and need somebody for Inside Out. Uh, I haven't found anybody yet. The person I did have, well, that that's no longer an option. So, uh so yeah, that's what's coming up here on Tooncast Beyond. When's uh, when's the next Geek
2: Stuff Garage Sale? probably looking at june second to third week of june depends on school all that good stuff although i'm gonna have a new baby then so i don't know oh yeah your
1: other news yeah yeah we
2: we haven't really talked about that yet (laughs) Uh, he's on the way he'll be here may um and and this is going to be fun because now i I, yeah it's been great pulling oliver through those things that i enjoy and watching why he likes the things that i liked as a kid
3: Mm -hmm. and it's
2: a perfect time to be a geek father and you know i'm trying not to force him to like the things that i like and i'm trying to let him like things that he finds on his own those that's a very deliberate thing like he likes the dino trucks and some of these other netflix shows that i don't really watch but I'll, i'll sit and i'll talk to him about it and he talks to me about it and i think uh that the age difference is going to be such that instead of me watching star wars with oliver it's going to be oliver watching star wars with his little brother saying watch this kid watch watch are you yeah. who's his dad who's who, who's luke's dad and so i get to kind of experience those things from even a different angle and uh that's it's a it's a just a good real interesting spacing between ages and and it'll be fun so oliver is how old now hey, oliver is going to be six next friday
1: oh well happy early birthday right,
2: yeah I know right and right about that's <laughs> right about when I remember conscious memory really starting so um yeah it's just gonna be it's gonna be some good times
1: okay and he's gonna be so there's gonna be a six year difference between them
2: yeah six and bad. a half. yeah
1: that's not bad that's that not it just bad. means I'll
2: be changing diapers till I'm 50 or something like that I'm not oh, ready oh, really no not, not exactly no
1: Knock it off. <laughs> Changing diapers till I'm fifty.
2: Forty? Yeah, forty. Oh, Lord.
1: Well yeah, forty. 40's not that far away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I've Why got do tr- i still have toys. <laughs> <laughs> so you can pass them on to your children. Yep,
2: thereabouts.
1: <laughs> oh crap. All right, you can find me uh, at TFG and Mike on Twitter. You can follow at GeekCastRadio on Twitter. Find us on Facebook, GeekCastRadio.com. Go check out Geek Stuff Garage Sale on Facebook as well. Uh, and Joe and I will be back at some point to do more turtle stuff over on the pull bags. We'll be doing that, and who knows what else we're going to be doing. I have no idea because I've got nothing but time at this point. So it's <laughs> back into full-on podcast production.
2: And please leave comments uh, when this gets posted uh, in, in the Facebook. I'd love to hear from you, ask questions, engage in discussions. Uh, but, uh, yes, please do reach out. I like hearing it. I like hearing from us, uh, from you listeners. Not us. Who's us? I don't listen to podcasts. I, I, <laughs> you really should. I, I, I barely have time to consume the media that I do the podcasts <laughs> about. I don't have time to listen to uh, – I'd rather be – I don't want to listen to somebody – Podcasting about a game, I want to go play the game. <laughs> I got, a, I have, I have eighty exams to go grade right now, so that's that's uh, that's what I'm doing. Alrighty then,
1: uh, we will catch you next time here on Tooncast Beyond. See you later, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm back. <laughs>